0: Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Our Father and our God, tonight we come before you and we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. We pray, O Lord, that as we go into your word this evening as we go into your word in the next two weeks. We pray, O oh Lord, that your word does exactly what you promised, that it recreates who we are so that we may be like you. Father, it is our appeal that you perform miracles, that you meet people at the, their point of need, and that, Lord, expand who we are as we go through the word of God We just give you thanks, praise, honor, glory, and adoration. In Jesus's most holy name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, what we're doing today is we're doing a subject study. Um, So last week, we hope you enjoyed the study on the book of Philippians. And just out of interest, since we haven't had the opportunity to do so, if there are any questions on what we've studied over the last um, three to four weeks if you would like to pop that into the chat um, for the next five minutes I'll quickly answer those before we go on if there are any questions that you have or any questions that are that you would like to raise then please put them into the chat um, and I will have a look at those before we start and then we'll go on from there and so looking at hope remember we're looking at hope today um, and that will be a lot of fun so if you want to put any questions into the chat feel free but otherwise we're going to dive into today's bible study and one of the things that you find is we're going to go to three scriptures to start or we'll start off with with one all right okay Um, hope is when we think about hope um, if you there are various words you could use to replace hope but hope is one of the the key things and it's that power of expectation it's our connection to future good Um, excuse me it's our connection to future good and So let's turn in our Bibles, please, to Psalms 33, verses 18 to 22. So let's look at three benefits of of hope as we begin this study. And then, so we'll go, so today we'll go as fast as we can. We may go to a few scriptures um, and that will explain the whole subject. And I'll I'll give you an example of hope um, in a moment, but turn with me in your Bible um, to start to Psalm 33. And we're going to be looking at verses 18 to 22. Um, Let me just change my version. And I'll read it first in, so that's Psalms 33. And I'll read it from the King James version of the Bible to start. The Bible says the following, and so I'll read from 18 to 22 to start. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us as we hope in you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we look at is that scripture is wonderful. The reason I say it's wonderful, the Bible says there are two things. The first thing about hope that I'd like you to notice, and we'll just pick it up from that scripture, is this. Hope causes God's eyes to be upon you and the bible says behold the eye of the lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope in his mercy so hope is an expectation but not an expectation that is not based on anything i'll give you an example um i'm watching the time you have seven minutes to um, um quarter past when you go and i'm sure a lot of people have done a lot of christmas shopping when you go to some shops and you pay for something and they give you a number and they say, wait here until your number is called, when your number is called, come to counter C and we'll give you your product. What you are doing, ladies and gentlemen, when you stay in the shop, irrespective of what is going on around you, is you have hope, that is an expectation based upon the integrity of the people that you have paid money for something your hope or your expectation is that right i have a connection with what i have paid for even though i don't have it that is hope okay so a hope or an expectation is based upon something um and so hope is really really valuable The first thing we wanted to realize about hope today is found in Psalm 33, verse 18 to 22. And the Bible says, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. When the Bible says fear, it means to hold in awe or to pay attention to. So it is not to cower in terror from. So when we say the eyes of the Lord are upon them that fear him, when we focus upon the Lord, The Bible says that when we have hope, the attention of the Lord rests on us. Now, the Bible then says that the Lord will do the following. He will deliver their soul from death. He will keep them alive in famine. Hope connects you with the abilities of God. And as we come into 2021, please remember, no matter how this year has gone, no matter how things have turned out. The one thing we can remember is that we have hope in the Lord in that he is in absolute control. The Bible says that he will keep you alive in famine. You will not struggle. So no matter what next year looks like, ladies and gentlemen, he'll keep you alive in famine. Now, the Bible then says, our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. That Those are the things that we know of the Lord for our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. That means God's reputation. So my hope or my expectation is in God is based upon his reputation, upon his, the fact that he is trustworthy, the fact that his nature can be trusted. And in times like these, when everything seems to be going all over the place and there's a lot of uncertainty in our world, there is one thing that is certain and that is God is in control and he will intervene and based upon this he will deliver your soul from death he will keep us alive in famine and as we wait upon him he will be our help and our shield our heart will rejoice in him that means when we're thinking about it we will rejoice in the Lord we trust in his holy name and God will not let what his name presents fall to the ground so we're in a good position irrespective of the circumstances now there's one thing we want to have a look at the last verse and it says let thy mercy o lord be upon us according that means in the same manner as we hope in thee so hope the more hope or expectation that you have in the lord the bible says it will determine how much mercy pours into your life that's why hope is critical that's why hope is so so important and we're going to have a look at that so this is where we're going to start today so your hope is priceless i'm going to open a couple of other versions of the bible if you just give me um a second and some of these scriptures will come alive as we look at them in the Amplified or we look at them in um, some of the other versions. But this is key. The eye of the Lord. So if the as long as you have hope, you can also be assured that the attention of the Lord is upon you. That means no matter what the circumstances are, God's still paying attention. So this is why hope is so valuable. It's why hope, so- is so valuable so so valuable um turning your bible to psalms 147 11, please the bible says the following the lord taketh pleasure i'm reading from the king james version of the bible the lord taketh pre- pleasure that is not just take as an event but taketh present continuous it's a repetitive thing The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. So, ladies and gentlemen, hope is critical. When you have hope, the Bible says God takes pleasure in you. Now, it's very, when God takes pleasure in you, what happens? What, what, What are the things that Jesus says will happen? So let's take, a look at, um, let's take a look at one of those things. And we're going to do our declarations now. So um, let's take our declarations at 714, ladies and gentlemen. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways, hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land in Jesus' name. We pray, we declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. That's so that is where our hope is, our hope and our expectation. Is in the fact that no matter what's going on, God is going to heal our nation. All right. So let's go on. So what happens? The Bible says God takes pleasure in those that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. So what happens when God takes pleasure in you and I? Turning your Bibles to Luke 12:32. One verse of scripture. It's one of the it's a lovely verse of scripture. Luke 12, um, yes I can, so um, Luke 12, um, so Luke 12, verse 32, so Luke 12, 32. It's amazing. We're getting the hang of this. Okay. The Bible says the following Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So when God, when you have hope, the Bible says that God takes pleasure in who you are he takes pleasure in the fact that this person trusts me this person not only appreciates who i am but this person has a hope and expectation based on what i have done who i am what i have said the bible says god takes pleasure jesus says that when the father's pleasure is on you he will give you the kingdom and so what you realize is your hope or your expectation of good connects you with the resources of the almighty God and so that's what I want you to realize now we're coming to the end of the year and a lot of uh, there's a possibility that fears and anxieties may creep in that wow we've come to the end of the year what I wanted to happen hasn't happened what I'm looking for it's been a crazy year etc don't lose your hope your expectation in God is critical so one, the Bible says that he will deliver you. The second one is that he will take pleasure, okay? He will take pleasure in you. Absolutely fantastic. And so hope, there are benefits of having hope. The last one is this. And, and I think this, is, this one is one of my, this, I, I actually can say this is a really fun scripture. Turning your Bibles, please, to Jeremiah chapter 17, verses seven to eight. Jeremiah 17. Now, let's have a look at, <laughs> I have to smile when I, when I read this scripture, so enjoy it. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, and I'll read through it, and then we'll break it down. The Bible says, "I'm blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, the one that, I'm, I'm still reading from the King James deliberately, that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, when we look at that, the Bible says that the man that trusts in the Lord is blessed before you do anything else as long as you're trusting in the lord there's a blessing resting upon you the bible also says and the bible says that not only do you trust him but the lord is your hope so if we want to we want to keep this so let's remember that means god is your expectation your expectation and your confidence is in that Because of who God is, because of what God has done, because of what God has said, and because of God's willingness to do it for you, I have hope in this situation. The Bible says the result of you having hope. So yours is to have hope. These are the results. The Bible says hope will connect you to the blessing of the Lord that will cause the following to happen. The Bible says, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. That means as long as you have hope in the Lord, he will make the rest happen. So the first thing is, he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Now think about it. A tree with a constant source of water and nutrients. That means it will not, when it says spreads out its roots, that brings stability. The Bible also says that there will be a constant source of supply. That means the particular tree, even though everything else around it might be dry, because the roots of the tree are near or in connection with water, the tree will defy the odds. Now please ladies and gentlemen I'm 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 going through this deliberately. I'm speaking to somebody. The Bible says and shall not see. Or that means you will not panic when heat comes. But the Bible says but your leaf shall be green. That means you will not look like the seasons. It will not look like everything is going crazy. You will not look like that, that everything is going all over the place because you have hope in God and that will bring a stability and the blessing will begin to make the miraculous happen. But this is what I wanted to, I, I really want to grab this, please. The Bible says, and shall not be careful. In the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. When the Bible says shall not be careful, that means you will not panic. Things will not, you will be constant, steady. God will provide for you as you go through a year of drought. Now, the I, I, I there is an expectation that, you know what, we really want the pandemic to end. We really want... Um, We really want things to continue and keep going. We want, you know, we want God to change things. We want to go back to the way things were. And then we are now have to grapple with this, what we call the new normal, a whole bunch of things. But the Lord says this, irrespective of what happens in the next 12 months, I am God. And I will cause you, as long as you have hope in me, to go through a season or a period of season free living that means irrespective of the seasons you will be different yours will be different am i saying that things that are adverse will not happen to you no i'm not they might but god will turn it round for good so please keep that in mind because people may say, well, does that mean things, bad things won't happen? No, 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 It might be a tough year. But God, in the midst of a tough season, the Bible says that you will not be careful. That means you will find a source of supply, even though others may not find it. And the Bible then says you will not cease from yielding fruit. The purposes and the plans of God will keep going. So let me pause for a moment. This is something you've got to remember It is hope that connects you with the resources and the abilities of God. So this is why we're looking at hope right now. As we go into 2021, your expectation and your assurance and your confidence, whatever anybody says, hear me well, the one thing you can be sure of is that God is in absolute control and he has made you promises and this is why those promises we've been going through for the last nine months for the into a journey into the promises of God it is critical because that's where your hope and your expectations are built and it's something that the Lord says he says I will make sure you not you will not cease from yielding fruit it's one of those beautiful things so notice hope connects you with the power of God that will make everything happen. Now this is why hope is critical. And God will ensure that your hope is established. So where is that hope? Where does that hope come from? Um and so let's have a look at a few facts um about hope as we go through tonight. Um let's go through a few facts and then that there will be a there it should be fun let's go through a few facts remember your hope or your expectation connects you with the resources and the abilities of god he will deliver you he will keep you he will save you from death he will feed you and he will make sure that the seasons don't govern your life let's have a look at a couple of um a couple of things about hope that we can pick up on turning your bible please to Psalm 119 and we're going to go to verse 114. (laughs) Father, thank you so much. Psalm 119, 114, I'm I'm just gonna put it up in the Amplified. Now, when the Amplified Bible, says something it presents things that are not clear when the bible was translated from aramaic greek hebrew into english but let me read from the amplified bible psalm 119 verses 114 the bible says you are my hiding place and my shield i hope in your word. Pause. Let me read that verse in the King James version of the Bible. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Let's clarify. That means that verse says exactly the same thing in every language it has been translated from. Whether it be from um, Aramaic whether it be from Hebrew whether it be in Greek whether it be coming into English it says exactly what God intends and that is this God will hide and defend you when you hope in his word our confidence what is our hope founded on the word of our God and that's something we've got to keep in mind so hope is not abstract hope is something that we can build hope is something that can be built hope is something that we can hold on to and the bible says that our hope is in the word of god now when you want to put that let's put that fact against something else that we know about god's word you can turn in your bible please to luke 1 verse 37 the bible says i'm reading from the amplified bible For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Pause for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. That means when you believe, accept as true the word of God. This is our hope. The same way we have an expectation that, the 747 will come to platform 11 because a sign tells us so in the very same way when you hope in the Lord the Bible says that notice what the Lord says about his word the first thing is with God nothing is ever impossible because no word from God is going to be without the power or the possibility of fulfillment. That means if God gives you a promise, irrespective of your circumstances, also irrespective of the fact that what you are facing might be impossible, God will come through. Now, this is one of the things. So our expectation is in the word of God. One of the things I pray that this that you pick up from the Bible study is this that if you want an answer about anything, please go to the Bible. Against all odds, before you listen to Sky News, and by the way, I don't know whether you guys have it, have you got these breaking news alerts popping up on your phone and they always send bad news and they send it, you know, some, and it comes everywhere. Switch them off because in all sincerity, sometimes the, you need to control what goes into your mind What goes into your heart? What next year is not in the hands of the politicians, it's in the hands of the God we serve. And he's constant. The rest will work itself out. And as long as he's there, he said nothing, that for with God, in the King James, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Please. And that's because God's word makes the impossible possible so when you are hoping in God's word think about it when you hope for something you pay attention to it you picture it you imagine it ladies and gentlemen that is what hope is so when that your fa- when the foundation of your hope is the word of God you are on what we used to call a long long time ago a sure 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 word you're holding on to is something you can take to the bank. And the Bible says God will be two things. He will be your hiding place. Now that's not when we say God will be your hiding place, that's not the hiding place of fear. That is just a place to stay safe while a storm passes. Turning your Bibles, please, to First Corinthians chapter 10 and i'm going to have a look at verse 13 just to drive this point home and i genuinely think that i'm speaking to someone and i'm going to read it in let me let me i'm going to pull it up in the first corinthians 10 and we're going to go to verse 13 and for clarity's sake i will read the same scripture in, actually, I'll read it in the Amplified. It, it, it's much clearer. And I'll go to verse 13. It's a reasonable reading. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. This is what it means for God to be your hiding place. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says the following. For no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man that is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience such as man can bear the bible keeps going on but god is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, a, the means of escape to a landing place. That means a safe harbor that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Now that means the storm will come, but when you are in a safe harbor, the storm will not affect you. Now, please notice the Bible says in our last scripture, which was Psalm 119 verse 114, that God will be your hiding place. And it's not because you are afraid, it is just a place where God will make it possible for you, to ride out whatever comes and still be okay on the other side. So a, a landing place, a, a safe harbor is a har- a natural one, would be one that's surrounded by high cliffs or, or mountains whereby when you come in, the wind may rage, but in that harbor, the w- sea would be calm. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear me well. Your hope In 2021, we'll make sure that you spend the whole year in a safe harbor. That means no matter what happens next, God's on your side. And the Bible said that's our hope. It is an expectation of God's good to show up. Now, the Bible then says and God is your shield. That means in between you and in between the issue that you are facing. God will get in the way, and all of a sudden, things will change. Now, this is something you've got to understand, that God, listen, please keep this in mind, God will be your shield. Now, there's nothing out there that's bigger than the gods you serve. That means in between you and it, he will stand. He will be your defense, and that means no matter what they throw at you, and they may throw a lot. So let nobody be deceived. They may chuck a lot at you, but God will make sure at the end of the day you're standing. And that's what our hope does. It is in the word of God. The words of God make up promises. They make up the promises of God. And the promises of God connect us. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, what we'll do uh, after we go through today Next week, we will look at what promises are made of. We'll have fun next week. Just, just know for it. as we That will be our last Bible study for this year. Um, we'll take a break after that. But we'll look at what promises are made of. Listen carefully. Your hope is sure because your God is almighty. There isn't anybody bigger. And the Bible says that hope will connect you with the ability of the almighty God to do the impossible. No matter what you are facing, god will come through on your behalf so let's keep going let's go through a couple more um i will go for maybe five or ten minutes and if you have any questions please put them in the chat you can start putting them in now um psalm 146 verse 5 says the same thing psalm 146 is one of the most reassuring psalms there is in the bible and I sense tonight, and I I speak it from the bottom of my heart. Someone needs reassurance that I'm going into a new year. I'm going into a new season. I'm coming up to Christmas. Is everything going to be all right? May the Lord assure you tonight. This is what hope is. Our hope is in the fact that God is his compassionate nature, his word unbreakable things okay unbreakable all right and so we'll look at verse 5 the bible says happy is he that hath the god of jacob for his help whose hope is in the lord his god verse 6 which made heaven and earth the sea and all that therein is which keepeth truth forever and which executes judgment for the oppressed So ladies and gentlemen, your hope is in who? The Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. Um, When you think of sometimes, one of the things that we want to talk about when, when you're thinking about hope, your hope is not in your circumstances. Your hope is in the Lord. So let me tell you a story and let me take, and I want you to keep this in mind and we'll focus on this. We'll, we'll grab a portion of scripture that tells us a story. And so to drive this home, this will be the last scripture we take within this. But so this will wrap up the story and then we'll take questions. Um, Romans chapter four, reading from, hmm, I'll read from verse 17, and I will read it in the Bible in basic English. The Bible says the following, as it is said, and I'm reading from, that's Romans 4, reading from verse 17, and I'll stop at verse 22. The Bible says, as it is said in the holy writings. Okay, you know what? I'm going to switch back to the King James version of the Bible. Just um, let's go through it in the King James. If there's anything unclear, I will clarify it. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. This is God speaking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, that means bring the dead back to life, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. We'll come back to that. I'm going to read the 22 and then we'll we'll, we'll break it down. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead When he was about a 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, that's what God had promised, he was able also to perform, verse 22, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Let's break that down. And this explains hope much better than I can. Abraham was facing a situation that was, you know what, things had gone haywire. Everything around him, he had got to the point where conception of a child was impossible. His wife had stopped ovulating. She had gone through menopause for way. She had gone way through menopause. Everything had stopped. He had got old. So there was really, in all sincerity, when God says you will have a child, notice the facts did not add up. I know I am speaking to someone. The Bible then says, who against hope believed in hope. That means the circumstances will present you an expectation or an outcome. But God's words and promises will present you an expectation or an outcome you can choose which one you believe abraham decided that you know what the circumstances may tell me it's impossible but because god has said your seed will be like this reference just for reference i'm not going to turn there genesis 15 verses 1 to 6 The Bible says, so he said that that word is bigger to me than my circumstances. And he held on to it as the seasons of life began to scream. Someone on this call is, I'm talking to someone. I know I keep saying it. I know. Maybe you're listening to this on the podcast. Hear me well. The circumstances may not add up, but hope is going to make a difference. And what was the hope made of? God promised him something and the bible then says and being not weak in faith that is belief accepting what god has said as true irrespective irrespective good question i will talk about the, about the difference good question irrespective of what um, the circumstances said he believed and accepted as true what god has said And the Bible then says he was not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he promised. He was able also to perform. The Bible then says this, notice the Bible says his hope gave birth to faith now let's put that in context my hope or expectation is that god will do this i can stand in the middle of king's cross station somebody had asked me can you tell the difference between faith and hope i'll come to that and then i'll come how can you tell the difference of promise between logos and rhema i will come to that good question good good couple of questions so let's understand this is the deal. So the Bible, let's explain the difference between hope and faith. Notice the Bible says Abraham had hope, his hope was formed in what God had said. But then the Bible tells us, notice verse 19, the Bible then tells us, and being not weak in faith, something happened he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So something happened at when he was a hundred, and I'll show you where it is. This is the difference. Hope is the expectation. Hope is the assurance. Hope is the knowledge that God will do something about it, but it becomes faith when you are willing to get Out of the boat and do something about it. Turn with me. I'll turn with me. Notice the Bible says he was a hundred, a hundred years old. Let's go to Genesis chapter 20, the last couple of verses, and then we'll come to Genesis chapter 21. And this will demonstrate the difference between hope or what hope and faith is. There's not a difference one is on the end of the other your hope and your expectation will lead to a point whereby everything comes together and then you act on it when you take that step of action that god i believe this is real and i'm going to do something about it you move from hope to faith that is the difference and we'll come to it so let's have a look the bible says in genesis 20 verse 17 and 18 so Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. That's key. He blesses somebody else with what he's expecting. That's key. But then come to verse 20, Genesis 21, verses 1 and 2, that Romans 4 is talking about. And the Bible says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So what happened? His hope and his belief in the fact that God, you're going to give me a son. He kept that alive until he was 100. But then something happened. In 21. Notice Sarah gets pregnant. Let's clarify it was not an immaculate conception. So, what happened? Abraham did something about his hope and expectation. And irrespective of the fact of his age, and irrespective of the fact that his wife no longer ovulated, they came together, and the Bible says, The Lord visited Sarah. That means God blessed what happened and she conceived. Hope is the belief that God will do it. Faith is the assurance for me to take a step that based upon what God has said, I am comfortable enough to trust God and take an action. That is faith. Hope is the assurance that faith stands on. The Bible says in Genesis, not Genesis, um, Hebrews 11, reading from verses one, the Bible says, now faith is the evidence of things not seen. It is, let me just, let me go to, uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Hebrews 11. Got it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So there's a point where you crystallize. It crystallizes. The the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let me put this into a story. When you believe God that, okay, yes, I can do this, God. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. But then there comes a point where it says, you know what, Lord? I'm going to get out of my boat and I'm going to walk on water. Now I'm acting in faith. While I'm in the boat, believing in God, I'm walking in hope. But when I take an action upon what I have believed, my hope has become substance or solid. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means when you act on what you are hoping for, Abraham had nothing to go on except the fact that God said we would have children. And they came together as husband and wife, and God blessed it with a miracle. I'm speaking to someone. There will come a point in the next few weeks, few months, where the Lord will ask you to take a step of faith. That means, based on what you know I will do for you, take an action the miraculous will be on the other side of what you have done that's why now faith i'll read hebrews 11 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen let's wrap that up notice he took an action and his hope became a child solid faith did that That action to take a risk on what God has said against all odds. That means I'll stand on God's word against what everybody else says. The Bible says that is what your faith does and your hope will become solid. The Bible says it is the evidence, proof of ownership of things that are not seen. Okay, so what's the difference between faith and hope? that's explained. I hope that's clear. Now, I've got a question here, and it says, how can you tell the difference of promise between Logos and Rhema? Now, Logos is where, that's the written word, that's the promise. Rhema is where God brings it alive, where you realize that God gives you, and it's called the combustion of faith, where the Holy Spirit will cause one word around you to t- literally take over your inside and you know that, okay, God, something is about to happen. So let me give you an example. Um, so how can you tell the difference? There comes a point where, uh, oh, let me give you a story. Oh, let me give you a story. the promise the logos or the promise of let me give you one that the one of the promises is god will heal let, let me use that one healing so isaiah 53 verses four and five and that's a promise like and you can read it the bible says that by his stripes we are healed and so on and so forth you can also hold on to the promise found in first john chapter five reading from verses 14 to 16 where the bible says if anybody is sick let them call the elders of the church and they'll pray for them and they'll pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith will heal the sick person you can believe that and do nothing as long as you are not willing to take a risk in a crisis in particular upon what you have read, you're dealing with logos. But when you are willing based upon that word to take a risk against all odds, you are now walking in rhema. Rhema means the Holy Spirit infuses you, the confidence and the assurance. So I'll give you an example. Um, when we were having our second child my wife became very ill and i i have i think i've told the story before and i won't go into all the details today but my wife became very ill and i went to the hospital and it was a crisis she we couldn't stop the bleeding she was bleeding from her nose at that point in time i could have run around you know grabbed the doctors and and you know Uh, we were in the maternity ward 13th floor and it was they were doing everything they could but they called the it was middle of the night and they had called the doctor on call and he was on his way but i realized this is a crisis so i phoned my brother-in-law who happened to be my pastor he started praying and i walked back in and this is what happened at that point the holy spirit said in my heart lay your hands on your wife and pray So I laid my hands on my wife's head and I'll never forget the look in my wife's eyes. She had filled a sheet with blood. And so she couldn't talk, but her eyes, I'll never forget that picture. And I reached my hands over, placed my hands upon her head. And I prayed in tongues for a few minutes. And then the Holy Spirit said, say this. And then I said, you know, I prayed the prayer, I prayed the prayer of faith in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by his stripes you are healed and I laid hands upon her. prayed. And then the Holy Spirit says, say this. And I said, he said, tell the capillaries, tell the veins to heal. And he then said, tell the blood to clot. So I said, capillaries, veins, arteries, I was calling everything medical I could. And I said, heal, because obviously something had burst. And then I said, from this moment forward, Let the blood clot. After I said, amen, the prayer meeting stopped. I stepped back and I literally just stood with my wife based upon the fact that we have prayed. God is faithful. And again, there was nothing else to do. That is where you now realize you are now, you've moved from Rhema, that is a promise that you are processing. You've moved from Logos, that is a promise you are processing to Rhema, to a word that the Holy Ghost has breathed on that you are willing to act on. That point, I risked everything. Upon the assurance that what I have said, the promise God has given me and the instructions he have given me are enough. To cut a long story short, it took 20 minutes for the ENT person to come. By the time he arrived, she had stopped bleeding. When he came, I'll never forget, he took out of my wife's nose a six inch blood clot literally he pulled it out like string so in between the time we had prayed and the time he arrived her blood had started clotting just the way the holy spirit said rhema is the holy spirit infuses he says do this now that's rhema logos is where you process the promise to the point God gives you the instruction to go now hopefully that breaks it down um I hope hope that really helps and if there's anybody believing God for healing and I and I say this from the bottom of my heart may your rhema moment may the Holy Spirit take what you know and turn it into what you need so that you will make a statement a word or take an action that will change everything about that. Great question, great questions. Your questions are brilliant. Now, remember this, let's wrap up on, let's wrap up, we've got three minutes left. Let's wrap up on Abraham's story. Notice, the Bible says that he trusted in God who calls those things that be not as though they are. What that means is this, when God says something, it is over. And this is the key. We might be waiting for it to show up, but God's not worried about it because his word does not fail. Last scripture for today, ladies and gentlemen. So we understand this about hope. Isaiah 55 verse 11. You must realize God's word is alive. God's word is a person. God's word is, I mean, it, no, it is. sorry, I'm already smiling, but God's word, there is nothing in the universe. That is going to stop it isaiah 55 11, one of my favorite scriptures and i have many the bible says so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth that means if god has said it if god's given you an assurance the bible says it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Meaning, when God says it, it is already done. And it is only a matter of time. That means his word will not return until it has made happen what God said should happen. Hear me well, and I speak over your life. My heart. Uh, My heart is key um is there a question i've missed hold on my heart is is key <laughs> my heart is key hear me well god's word concerning you will not return to him void not return to him void until it has done what god has said he should do amen it will do so there's one question um I'm reading the question now. Um, It says, I watched a movie where a boy plugged the phone into a socket, but forgot to turn on the switch. And that situation was like the situations where Christians are waiting on God like the Tesco example you gave, but they aren't switched on. It was an eye opener, but then I wondered, what is it that can cause us to wait on God like a phone plugged in, waiting to be fully charged, but we don't receive our expectations. This is key. Let's settle. Something great question. So, what can stop us from getting for our expectations not coming? Turn with great question. Turn, and this is where we'll end. Turn with me to Hebrews 10. The Bible says from verse 35. The Bible says, and I'll read from the uh, from the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now keep this in mind. That means if you are believing God for something, you have to stick with it until it shows up. It's as simple as this. So what would stop us getting what God has promised? It is our disbelief that produces an action that will cause us to walk away from where God said, this is where the miracle is coming from. It's as simple as that. Where we choose to focus on something other than what god has said that means we'll fill you oh, out god you know what i'm getting soaked on station platform seven so you know what i'm gonna go to platform eight because there's a cover and maybe you can help me out but you know what the sign says platform seven but i can't wait anymore i can't keep getting wet and what will happen you will go into the dry the train will come and it will go was the train company at fault no they weren't they told you it was on platform seven But you decided not to wait on platform seven. So what is the number one thing that stops us getting? What stops us getting from what God has promised? It is this. It is that we begin to focus on something other than what God has said. And there are many things screaming at you. The book of Jonah, chapter two, verse eight, says the following um jonah 2 verse 8 and we'll end it with this great question fantastic because it really balances us out the bible says and this is in the king james version of the bible they that observe pay attention to lying vanities forsake their own mercy that means when you pay attention to something that god has not sent the changing seasons somebody else getting married somebody else being blessed the fact that you feel that you're getting older i've got to do something about it i've got to I, all of a sudden the devil makes you feel that listen god can't be trusted work it out yourself there is an easier way okay i'm not i'm gonna give up on being a doctor i'm gonna go and do something else i'm gonna give up on be, notice the promise is this god is faithful to his word if we are impatient enough to wait for him then something will happen so let me wrap up with my story remember i had a choice i could have worried and panicked after i prayed for my wife i could have started running around where's the doctor da, da, da. and i could have literally gone spare and i would have been in the wrong place wrong time and that the miracle that was about to happen could have gone pear-shaped put my wife in the wheelchair wheel her somewhere else and you see you realize there has to come a point where when you trust God the Bible says it this way he that believeth does not make haste you will not panic that's what we said in Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 to 8 there will be a season that might be a drought but you will not panic Where God says you should stand, stand. Where God says you should be, be. Where God says you should do, do. And God will turn the rest around. What stops us is when we are not willing to walk that road. Especially when it looks like everybody else turns around. If God has promised you he is faithful and just to his word, trust him ladies and gentlemen next week we're going to be looking at second peter one and we are going to read from verse one down to verse 11 that's going to be our bible study so second peter one verses one to eleven and then that's where we're going to look at our second part of hope we're going to look at the mechanics of what hope is i am um, really hope you've been blessed it's four minutes over we're about to end now may god keep you and may god bless you And may this be an absolutely amazing Christmas season for you. May miracles happen to you this week. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Thank you for all your, thank you for everybody who just plugged in. I'm really, really proud of you. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. Okay. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen.